Maybe you were running down the beach, the wind was in your hair, and you had not a care in the world. Maybe it was when you walked across the stage and your cap and gown and your degree was finally placed in your hands. Or perhaps it was the day you got the letter in the mail telling you that your car debt was finally paid off. I could go on and on with those sweet life experiences where a breeze of freedom blows across our soul. Those moments just feel good, don't they? The problem is, as good as they feel, they usually don't last too long. If we could only hold on to that sense of freedom forever. The truth is there's only one kind of freedom that lasts forever. And the good news is that if we are in Christ, then we have the blessed assurance of knowing that freedom. It is the freedom from condemnation. What does that really mean? Freedom from condemnation. In many Christian circles, the fact that we are not condemned is a well-known truth. But I believe as we memorize our verse this week, we need to make sure we fully understand this great freedom. So let's talk about freedom and the freedom from condemnation. Most of us are pretty aware of the things that hold freedom at bay, aren't we? Financial debt, expectations, emotional wounds, responsibilities, the needs of others around us. We all have plenty of things which weigh us down in this world. But again, these kind of restraints come and go throughout our lives. Even so, we're all very aware of them. We talk about them, we complain about them, we work against them and try to work ourselves out of them. As we experience different restraints in this life, we dream of being free and we certainly rejoice when the freedom comes our way. But isn't it interesting? As much as we understand the light and temporary restraints that we have in this life and we labor and manipulate the many ways to be free of them, many of us don't really understand the one restraint that has the power to hold us down forever. That would be the restraint of condemnation. How does condemnation affect us? This is a deep concern that only can find its answers in the truth of God's Word. The Bible tells us that from the moment of conception, we're at odds with our Creator, and because of that, we are under condemnation. We're bound by it. See, God created us with purposes and plans, but we're always trying to force our own way. But understand, sin isn't something that you do once you're old enough to know the difference between right and wrong. No, sin, doing our own thing, is the state of who you are that leads you to do wrong things. You sin because you're a sinner. You're not a sinner because you sin. We were brought forth in sin. When we were born, we were by our nature an object of God's wrath. This is how we came into this world. And this state of sinfulness binds us up in condemnation. We are certainly not free. 
The Greek word used in our verse in Romans 8.1, which is translated condemnation, refers to a damnatory sentence. This means that we are condemned to death. So because of our sin nature and the many ways we express it, our lives are condemned. They are damned to a sentence of eternal death. But the good news of the gospel is that Christ paid that sentence for us and set us free from that sentence. And for those who have knelt at his cross and received his grace, we receive the freedom of having a new nature. In Christ, we have been given his nature of righteousness. The chains of condemnation which bound us are broken forever. It isn't a one-time feeling or experience that will come and go. No, it's a freedom that is ours forever and ever and ever. So what impact does this freedom really have upon us, though, in the day-to-day of life now? Because these days of living are the days where our longing to feel those winds of freedom blowing are are the most real. And honestly, that freedom from condemnation can seem like a long way off. But we need to understand that the assurance we have of the freedom from condemnation is a freedom that affects our every moment, right now and throughout eternity. I believe as Christians we long for that and we try to walk in that freedom. And as a result, Romans 8.1 has become quite popular and it's often quoted. But I think we've gotten off the track a bit in how we apply it. Well, what do I mean by that? First, let's look at the context of this verse. Romans 6 and 7 are two chapters that are full of a discussion on sin and how sin affects us. And the last part of chapter 7, Paul discusses the conflict between our nature of sin and our new nature of righteousness. In chapter 7, verse 24, Paul says, Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from the body of this death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I on the one hand with my mind am serving the law of God, but on the other with my flesh the law of sin. Then Paul moves right into our verse for this week. Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And he goes on to say in the next verse, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. In other words, we're no longer condemned to living a life bound up in sin. We actually have a freedom to choose to live in righteousness. Without Christ, there was no choice. We were born condemned to living in sin, born with a nature and a propensity to sin. But in Christ, we have been set free. We're no longer condemned to living and moving through life bound up in sin. And we're no longer condemned to the death that sin will bring for eternity. The freedom from condemnation affects our present and it affects our future. Praise the Lord for this great freedom that applies to every moment of our days now and for all eternity. It can't get any more practical than that. However, in many Christian circles, we don't fully understand the integrity of this freedom. And we end up trying to apply it in a way that actually works against this freedom we've been given. Here's what we often do. We take the truth of Romans 8.1 and we try to squeeze it into a culturally correct mold that actually promotes our sin nature instead of freeing us from it. See, in our culture, it's become very taboo to judge or disagree with anyone's choices. And so we've taken verses like Romans 8.1 or other verses that maybe discourage us from judging others, and we've pronounced a pseudo-freedom over everyone. In doing so, we miss the point of being free from condemnation, because this pseudo-freedom only communicates that sin is acceptable, and we're really still bound up in it. 
Romans 8.1 does not free us from truth that speaks of the ugliness of sin and the destruction of it. It does not free us from conviction and shame and the need to repent. It's not a happy band-aid that we put over sin as we convey the message that Jesus just loves everyone and therefore he doesn't condemn them. Remember what condemnation is. It is the condemning to death. It is the sentence of death. And Jesus paid the cost of all of that. When the Holy Spirit speaks to me about my sin and I experience the shame of it before my holy God, he's ultimately leading me to freedom. See, the process of this work of of him in my life, it may hurt me, it may cause pain, but his work in me is not condemnation, but is setting me free to truly walk in the freedom I've already been given. As we walk through this world, we can all get caught up in sin in one way or another. When this happens to me, I've already been set free from being condemned to death. But the problem is, I've been living and walking in death as I walk in this sin. So the Holy Spirit, because He loves me, He convicts me of sin. And He shows me God's better way of living in freedom. He shows me the freedom I have been given to live under the influence of His righteousness instead of the influence of my sin nature. Why would I choose sin when I have been set free from that condemnation? In the same way, God also works through us as we share with others and spur one another on in the freedom of righteousness. But isn't it funny? All too often, if a sister in Christ shares something she sees in our lives that is sinful, we might be quick to say, don't condemn me. I'm not under condemnation anymore. But how much better for us to take a step back and realize that her words in reality are not condemning us because they're not placing a death sentence on us. In fact, her concern is trying to help us walk in the freedom we have, the freedom of righteousness. We need to get this straight. Conviction is not condemnation. Conviction is a good thing. Revealing sin to a sister in Christ is not condemnation. Neither are these things judgment. They're actually a part of setting us free to live in the freedom we've been given. We're not condemned to living in sin. God has set us free to live in righteousness. We're not condemned to die in sin. God has set us free to live eternity. Blessed assurance. God has removed the bondage of condemnation from us. The wind of freedom will never stop blowing for those who are in Christ. Who am I? You love me so gently. Who am I? Recognize my name, Lord, who am I? That you would speak to me so sadly. Conversation with the love most.